Hey everybody. Well, 2020 is almost over, but before we say goodbye to this crazy year, I did want to give you a few ideas, some financial tips, things you can do before the year is over to help you save some money or even make money going into 2021. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on the Financial Pathway Podcast with Nate Skelly, where we discuss important financial questions and give you practical advice to guide you on your financial journey. If you enjoy the podcast, consider subscribing and leaving us a review. You can also follow the Financial Pathway page on Facebook for more helpful financial tips and videos. Hey, folks, it's Nate Skelly. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. I wanted to throw in one more episode here before the end of, of the year. And so this will be a shorter episode, a little bit of a bonus episode. And a lot of things that I'm going to talk about on our episode today are supposed to be actionable in these next 10 days or so. So certainly these are end of the year checklist items. If they don't apply to this year, a lot of these could could go really for any year. Uh, could be end of the year checklist items. So maybe you tuck some of these away for next year. But let's just kind of roll through them rapid fire. I've 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 written down just several ideas, some things that may be applicable. And so as I go through these today, maybe one or two resonate with you, and you can put them on your to do list and say, okay, I'm going to make sure I do that here before January first. So first of all, uh, required minimum distributions. This probably won't apply to most people listening, but for those that are 72 or older, the rule is if you have a traditional IRA or an old retirement account, you've got to take out a certain amount each year, and the IRS requires that because if you haven't paid taxes on that money already, they're going to make sure that they get their tax money. So you have a required minimum distribution. But for 2020, that has been canceled. So you don't have to do the required minimum distribution this year. So maybe you say, I don't have, uh, I'm not 72. That doesn't apply to me. Maybe you have a parent, maybe you have a grandparent that always waits to the end of the year and uh, they don't have to do that this year. Now, unfortunately, if you already have done the required minimum, dis- required minimum distribution and you didn't want to do it, it's too late to put it back. But uh, that's always an end of the year checklist item for those that are in that age range. Uh, second thing, this is a good time to make IRA contributions into your retirement account. So um, even if you do not have a retirement account available to you through work, as long as you have earned income, you can you can contribute money into an IRA, either a traditional or a Roth, up to $6,000 a year. If you're over 50, that bumps up to 7,000. Now you do actually have until April 15th of 2021 to make IRA contributions for 2020, but I would say do it sooner rather than later especially since if you're going to contribute to an IRA, you'd probably want to know that so you can report it on your taxes and you should be doing your taxes before the deadline anyway. So better to do it sooner rather than later. Now, which one should you do? Should you do a traditional IRA? Should you do a Roth IRA? Always a good question for your tax professional or for the person who, um, who, who prepares your taxes to get their input on it, to get a tax professional's advice. But basically here's, here's, how you can kind of get a a gauge and idea on which one might be more beneficial. If you expect to be in a lower income tax bracket next year or in coming years, that's when a traditional IRA may be better because you're in a higher tax bracket now. It'd be better to get a tax break for this year and lower your your income tax um, liability. If you expect to be in a higher tax bracket next year or in coming years, 
maybe that makes more it makes more sense to do a Roth Roth IRA contribution since um, it'd be better to pay the taxes on it now as opposed to later when you're in a higher t- income tax bracket. Also, one other thing that you should be thinking about, and this is definitely something you have to do before January 1st. It's not like the IRA contributions when you have until April 15th. Roth conversions. So if you've got money, say, in a traditional IRA, but you were in a low tax bracket this year, maybe your your business did not do as well, maybe for whatever reason you didn't have as high of income this year, and so you're going to be in a lower tax bracket, it could make sense for you to take some of that money in your traditional IRA and convert it to a Roth IRA. You'll pay taxes on it for this year like it was earned income, but then later on when you withdraw that money in retirement, then it will be tax-free. So again, get a tax professional's advice on whether or not that makes sense for your situation, but that is something that you should consider. Now, also, end of the year, this is a great time for us to be making charitable gifts and donations, and uh, certainly there are tax benefits that can come from giving, but that's not that shouldn't be the driving reason. I hope the reason you're giving is not just so you can get a tax deduction. But as Christians, really, we should be marked by our generosity. It, it should be our way of living, that we should be generous people. And especially now that it's Christmas time, that really should be on the forefront of our minds. And so I know a lot of you have already been very generous and you've made some sizable donations to your church, to missions, to uh, homeless shelters, to addiction recovery programs, to crisis pregnancy centers, all great causes doing work in our communities and across the world. So as far as the tax benefits go, for the CARES Act that was passed this year in 2020, you'll get up to $300 of an above-the-line deduction for charitable gifts. So that's just kind of a one-time thing for this year. That won't make a huge difference, I'm sure, for, for your taxes. It makes a little bit of difference. Otherwise, you can only itemize charitable gifts. Well, you can itemize charitable gifts, but it will only help you if all of your itemized deductions are more than your standard deductions. And standard deductions are so high now that for most people, the standard deduction is the way to go. So if you're filing single, you'll get a $12,400 standard deduction. If you're married filing jointly, you'll get a $24,800 standard deduction. So unless all of your itemized deductions, things like mortgage interest and charitable gifts and all the, the things that fit into that category are more than those amounts, then they don't help you. So uh, anyway, so so just just realize there may be some tax benefits. For most people, though, they're better off taking their standard deduction on their, their taxes. Uh, a couple more things. If you've got some excess savings, maybe you've got some money sitting in, in your savings account, checking account, you had a little bit extra money than, than you thought, you've been tucking it away, and you're like, well, how can I use this extra money in a, in a helpful way, and it's not for retirement? A couple of things you should consider, health savings accounts and 529 accounts. Health savings accounts are for uh qualified medical expenses. We did a whole episode on health savings accounts, so you can go back and listen to that if you're not sure what that is. But those are a good way to get a tax deduction for this year, and then you can use the money in the coming year or or in coming years. So it's it's not a uh, something where you have to use it in that same year or the next year. 529s are special vehicles for college savings. Depending on the state that you live in, you could get a state income tax deduction, possibly. And um, but they're good vehicles for saving for your kids' college uh, uh, expenses, especially if you've got younger kids and a good bit of time yet to still save. Make sure though before you do make contributions in, into either of those accounts, you do understand 
the uh, the limitations, the rules that go along with it. I will, uh, I'm sure, do a whole episode on 529 accounts here in the future um, to, to, to delve more into the specifics on that. But those would be a couple good ways to, to put your savings to good use for health or for college expenses. Now, as we look forward to 2021, think about in these this next week and a half, what do I anticipate being different as far as my personal expenses? I know we can never fully predict everything. There's always going to be things that that we weren't ready for or could not have predicted. But there's some things that maybe you already do know will be different. Um, some new expenses, some new line items. Maybe you're going to start a gym membership because your New Year's resolution is to be uh, to get in shape and, and, and to exercise more. Maybe you're planning to take a vacation this summer or you're going to visit family. Maybe this year you didn't visit family for Christmas, but you want to next year. And so you're, there's going to be some flights involved or some travel costs. Maybe the kids are starting a new sports league this year. They're going to start music lessons. Maybe you need to buy a new car. So think about some changes that are coming in 2021 and update and tweak your budget accordingly. Also, if you haven't already made all your workplace benefit selections, this is a good time to review those and make sure you're maximizing those. Listen to episode 25. We went into depth on workplace benefits and how to maximize those. 401ks, health savings accounts, group life insurance, disability insurance. Make sure you're you're taking full advantage of the benefits that your employer offers to you. A couple more things just before we wrap up here. Make sure you make a will if you haven't already. Um, maybe that's not something you do by January 1st, but but make it something on your to-do list for 2021. Everybody should have a will in place. It's it's there's a lot of places that you can get a will done. You can you can do it online. There's some different services that offer that. You can also of course talk to an estate attorney that will do that. And uh, just make sure that that your wishes are going to be um, are going to be met if 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 something happens to you that you you want to make sure this is where my belongings go, my assets go. Uh, who takes care of my children, all those types of things. And along with that, make sure you review and update your beneficiaries. So whether it's your bank accounts, retirement accounts, life insurance policies, make sure, of course, that you have beneficiaries listed on those accounts, but then also maybe update them because what may happen over time is maybe you you listed somebody as a beneficiary 10 years ago, but things have changed. Maybe you just have your spouse as a beneficiary, but now you have kids and you want to add your kids as the contingent beneficiary. So now is a good time to just review and update those beneficiaries. And then last thing is as you anticipate maybe some money coming to you uh, pretty shortly, whether it's in the form of a tax refund, which about 75% of uh, folks get a tax refund, or as of me recording this podcast, it looks like it's very likely that uh, Americans will be getting um, some direct payments from uh, a new stimulus bill. So that could be maybe $1,500, $2,000, maybe you have a big family, even more. So some money may be coming your way pretty soon. Make a plan on what you're going to do with that money. Uh, specify what the biggest need. Is it paying off credit card debt? Is it setting aside for emergency savings? Is it uh, contributing it for retirement? Make a plan on what the best use of that money is now so that way when the money does come through and hit your bank account, you're not tempted to go spend it on something that's less important. Well, there you have it. Some some to-do items, maybe one or two of those stuck out to you that you can jot it down, put it on your to-do list, put it in your phone, make a reminder, and do some things that are going to help you financially as we transition into 2021. Well, um, 
that'll probably be it for us for this year for the podcast. Uh, I'll plan to come back with a new episode right at the beginning of January. Again, hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanks so much for uh, uh, downloading and listening to the podcast this year and subscribing. It's been um, it's 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 been a lot of fun for me to be able to to do this and put this put this podcast out there. And I really appreciated hearing from you, the listeners. I've heard from people all across the the country really that have said, "Hey, listen to the podcast, listen to this episode, and, and enjoyed it." So it's always encouraging to hear that um, that you're listening and, and hopefully drawing some benefit from the podcast. So have a great day and I will see you on the next episode.